Hello and welcome to the Rev It Up Podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to have the LinkedIn ads expert, king of the universe as far as LinkedIn ads, AJ Wilcox with me today, also host of the LinkedIn ads show. And uh, I'm just super excited to learn everything I can from him. And I'm sure you'll find some great value in it as well. So uh, with that, uh, hello, AJ. Thanks so much for having me, Jess. I'm super excited to be here. We've been friends for a long time and now we get to make it official. (laughs) Yes, that's, yes, absolutely. And, um, Let's see here. How do I, there we go. I'm just adjusting my video view here and figure out how to work with this computer thing. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, always amazed by, uh, you know, LinkedIn ads is like a whole different animal, uh, than, than, you know, the organic and, and, you know, or, um, I've done really well with the organic and, you know, I think I at 26,000 connections or something like that so far and got, you know, things going, but, um, but, but, and it's all, there's a lot of strategies and stuff, but, but I haven't really, um, you know, had a ton of luck with the ads other than some, a little bit of the, some of the new branding ads that are out there. And, um, so, um, let's start with like growing your personal brand. Is there some good stuff for, uh, LinkedIn ads that you can use or, you know, how do you justify the cost versus advertising on Facebook, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. Great. First question. Uh, the answer is LinkedIn's ads only are able at this point to promote a company's page. So even if you had a post that was doing really well personally and you wanted to kind of boost it in front of new people, you could using LinkedIn's ads. Okay. Uh, so it is very much a professional play. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into this, but the biggest complaint that everyone has about LinkedIn ads is it's so expensive compared to Facebook. And it's true, it's, it's certainly premium priced. And, and because each, because your traffic costs a lot at, at the beginning, the average cost per click is like eight to $11 in North America. So it's you know, quite high when you consider Facebook might be one to $3 per click. Yeah. Um, it, what it means is you've got to have a pretty large deal size on the back end or lifetime value for it to really make sense with those higher costs. So I would say it's not for individuals to use. It's got to be for a business and you got to make sure you've got a large lifetime value. I would say $15,000 or more to really make sure it's going to provide a decent return on investment. Okay. And um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is like how, how big, so 15,000. Um, so that's a lifetime value. So, so it's not the initial purchase. It's like, so if you can get a, you know, a, you know, if your average lifetime is three years on a, every client that comes through the door, then you'd kind of add those multiples up to get to the 15,000. Am I thinking that correctly? Yes, okay. totally. And you might also have a lifetime value of 30,000, but your, your, uh, your patience in waiting until you've collected that might be shorter. So you might say mm-hmm. lifetime value of 30K, but you know, only, I'm working with a 15K or a 10K deal size here mm-hmm. and we need this in, you know, within three months or something. So yeah, whatever you're comfortable with setting, just make sure you've got at least 15K for like the period you're, work, you're comfortable working with. Okay. And how, how important of a role would you say optimization of the company page um, 
matters when you're advertising? Surprisingly, not too much. Okay. Uh, we found that it's usually on average like 3% of people who click on ads will end up clicking to go through to the company page. So that's 97% of people who are just going to see your company name, your logo, and the number of followers you have. Okay. And so as long as you have a number of followers that provides you know, pretty good social proof and you're happy with your name and your logo, then the majority aren't going to get past that. But certainly for the 3% who do, it's, it's worth having a page that at least it looks like the lights are on in someone's home. Okay. And is, is your goal to get, um, you know, more views and more likes or, I mean, obviously it's obviously business at the end of the day, but um, is there kind of like a, like a ratio, you know, like how many likes versus how many customers you get or how do you kind of figure out the strategy on that? Yeah. So we are very performance based. Um, if someone comes to us and just says, Hey, we have this many budget. We want this many impressions. Uh, anyone can do that. It doesn't take a smart advertiser to do it. So those generally aren't the deals that we work with. We're usually working on pretty tight. Like here's our cost per lead that we need. Here's our, you know, it, it's a little bit more ironed out. Yeah. So we know with every type of advertising, you have the same kind of funnel. You show impressions to people, which is just like them seeing the ad. And then a certain percentage of those will click and you'll know that is your click-through rate and you'll be able to calculate how much you paid per click. And then so many of the people who click will end up converting. They'll fill out some kind of form okay. and that's your conversion rate and your cost per conversion. And then of course you can keep going down to like the cost per phone call with my sales team, cost per proposal sent. Um, okay. But those are usually the metrics we track is like get us the, the most, the furthest down that process um, with some kind of confidence. Okay. So can, can you go straight from the advertisement then into like a funnel or does it go to your company page or how, I guess I'm not sure where, where you go with that. Yeah. You can send the traffic as long as you're paying LinkedIn for it. You can send the traffic wherever you want. Mm -hmm. um, I would say about half of our clients keep the traffic on LinkedIn and they just use a lead collection form like right within the ad and the other half are sending to a landing page or a website that they own. Okay. Um, it's really up to you. If you send the traffic to your site, you can do more with that traffic. Um, but your conversion rate will be a little bit lower. If you let LinkedIn collect it, you'll have a higher conversion rate, but quality okay. probably won't be quite as high. Okay. And can, can they, um, so from those forms on LinkedIn, if you go through the LinkedIn route, can those go into like a purchasing right there or is it more of a, just a contact me type deal? Um, you can ask for whatever you want. It's, it, it wouldn't have a shopping cart unless you kind of plugged it into something, but e-commerce also doesn't work very well with LinkedIn ads. So <laughs> usually we find like there's, uh, I think of it in terms of like the very top of the funnel and the very bottom, the very top of the funnel might be, um, come and read this blog post. Yeah. And I don't like doing those kinds of ads because I'm paying LinkedIn's eight to $11 per click to send someone to my blog, which is a pretty low commitment. And that's a lot of money. And on the opposite side, you might have uh, buy something from me or hop on the phone with my sales rep or get a demo or a consultation. And most of the time to cold traffic, that doesn't work because people aren't on LinkedIn surfing around trying to find a new vendor to do business with. Mm -hmm. You know, they're on their way to go do something else. So usually the kind of offer you want to start with is something where you're providing some kind of value to them first 
And in exchange, you're only asking for, let's say, first name, last name, and email address. Okay. And if you can do that, the internal forms are really good at just collecting some basic details and shipping them into like your CRM platform or your marketing automation platform or through zapier.com. You can put it into a spreadsheet if you want. Okay. Oh, very cool. Um, so like I found this new, well, I don't know. I think it's new. Um, it's like a branding um, uh, advertisement and it seemed like uh, it was a lot cheaper but all I think all like the only option basically is to, you know, get them to hit the like button on your uh, page. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's so interesting about that LinkedIn just released this. It's, I say just released, but it's, it's probably about a year and a half old. Um, they released what they call objectives where when you put an ad together, you get to say, Hey, LinkedIn, here's what I really care about. Like um, what you're talking about is the engagement's objective. And its whole goal is like, uh, hit like, comment, share, visit my company page, or follow my company page. Mm. And it is, it's about 35% cheaper to do that. Uh, on the other hand, I'd argue it's, it's worth significantly less to you to have one of those actions take place than it would right. be to have them come to a landing page or, or fill out a form. Right. They might be interested in something you do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's all kinds of different objectives based off of what you want to do. Because there's... Um... Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no conversion happening. It's just literally somebody hitting like, and hopefully you can follow up somehow organically. I guess uh, there's you know I, yeah I haven't quite figured yeah, it out. I, I tried it just because I was curious, but uh, somebody told me about it, and I, I did like that it made my page look a little bit more credible because I had an extra you know seventy five or hundred and fifty whatever it was likes or something like that. I don't remember the numbers, but it, but it was, it was more than it, you know, started with. And it was like 20 bucks a day for a week or something. I just playing with it, you know, type deal. So I think, I think maybe for like a starter person, maybe getting, you know, kind of getting your page going, I think it's probably a good idea. Uh, maybe just to get the, you know, get some eyeballs on, on the company name. Um, and then you just got to rely. And it's kind of more like the old billboards, you know, on the side of the road. I mean, it literally is just, just kind of flashes up on your screen if you happen to be lucky enough that somebody's interested maybe you'll get a call or something i suppose yeah so. yeah it, it also occurs to me you might have also you might have been running an, a type of ad called dynamic ads and oh. they have only one call to action and that is follow our company page oh um, that's it. It, it that could be it. and and those we like um you'll probably still end up paying like six to eight bucks per follower which is still a lot per follower, but it's the cheapest way to get LinkedIn company page followers who are like real and targeted. Yeah. Uh, so some people are willing to pay it. Yeah. Uh, I like, like you said, getting that initial bit of social proof on your, on your company page so that more people are willing to follow you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's one of the things I noticed is like when you go to a company page and there's like seven likes and you're kind of like, is this a legit count? You know, is it, you know, is it just a guy in his basement or, you know, which is ironic cause I'm a guy in my basement right now, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> yeah. All this virus stuff. You gotta you stay. Well, I, yeah. I don't, and I, I, I pretty much worked at coffee shops before, to be honest. Uh, that was, that was, I, I enjoyed going to coffee shops and meeting people and shaking hands and, and uh, you know, handing out business cards and that sort of thing. But now it's uh, sitting in the basement and hanging out and, listening to the kids pound on the piano above me. You might be able to hear that, Max. Yes. Um, <laughs> and tons of Zoom meetings. <laughs> yes, lots of Zoom meetings. So, yeah, that's great. Um, so, um, so, 
you were kind of one of the original um, people kind of that I know of anyway, that were kind of gotten good at LinkedIn ads. Um, can you tell me a little bit about kind of just your background, getting started with the whole thing and how that kind of worked? Yeah, it, it happened totally by accident, <laughs> which is, I mean, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, like, what do you want to do with your life? Grow up and start a LinkedIn ads agency? I would have said like, no, you're crazy. <laughs> but here's what happened. I started out uh, right out of college. I fell in love with search engine optimization. Mm. And so I went out and was an SEO guy and learned about Google ads. And at that time, I mean, this was you know, 13 years ago. That's about what it took to become like a digital marketing manager. Like you had to know paid search and you had to know organic search. Gotcha. So I got brought into several companies as like their in-house digital marketing guy. And the most recent company I was at, this is about nine years ago, on my very first day, the CMO is asking for my strategy and I shared it and she went, okay, all that sounds great. Uh, but just so you know, we started a pilot with LinkedIn ads like two weeks ago, see what you can do with it. And I, of course I said, yes, ma'am, absolutely. Like this is my <laughs> sure. new boss, yeah. but I, I had no idea what LinkedIn ads were. Like I'd never heard of them before. And so I just didn't want to look stupid. So I jumped in and started trying to, to work with them. And I think I got really lucky because about two weeks later, one of my sales reps came up and introduced himself and just said, hey, AJ, we don't know what you're doing over here, but we're fighting over your LinkedIn leads. They're amazing. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. And I went, what, what am I doing? Um, so long story short, I kept investing. And over the course of the next two and a half years, um, I grew that account to become LinkedIn's largest spending advertising account. Wow. And at that point I went, okay, there's gotta be more companies than just this one that would kill it on LinkedIn ads. Oh, yeah. I don't hear anyone in, talking about it in the marketplace. Maybe that should be me. And that was it. Six years ago, I started right. B2 Linked and that's what we do. Wow. Yeah. Now you're all over. I know you, you're talking at uh, inbound and all these digital marketing uh, things like that. And, um, and I heard, or we were talking before and he said something about you got a new a new announcement that's coming out technically tomorrow but yes. this podcast won't be out until after that so um so are, are uh, could you share us a little bit about that exciting uh offer that you had yeah so the the big thing is linkedin doesn't let you choose when you show your ads um they start like a new budget starts at 12 a.m um utc time zone like like uk time and it shuts off at, at midnight if you haven't already hit your budget. Okay. And here in the US, I mean, like here I'm mountain time. Uh, that means that all of my campaigns start at 6 p.m. with a fresh budget. Mm. And if you've got a small budget, like let's say $20 a day or something, it's totally possible to blow that entire $20 on just the insomniacs, the people who can't sleep. And they're not ready to convert. They're not in their, their right mind per se. So uh, most platforms, yeah, exactly. We, we've all been that, that insomniac, just mindlessly scrolling because you can't sleep. Yep. Um, so because LinkedIn doesn't offer that ability to schedule your campaigns, uh, we started building our own tools and we said, maybe we can offer that. So we have this, this tool, if anyone wants to check it out, uh, there's a freemium version where you can schedule three or fewer campaigns for free indefinitely. Um, it means you can turn them on or turn them off at certain times. You can increase their bid to, to go a little bit more aggressive at certain times of the day, uh, increase budgets, that kind of thing, uh, all on a schedule. So if you oh, go wow. to b2length.com, oh, sorry, that's our business website, Never mind. 
uh, linkedinadsbulk.com slash scheduling. Um, that's the big announcement is we're actually launching a tool. We're not just a, an agency anymore. We're also a, a tool SaaS provider. Wow. That's, that's really exciting. So is it like a API somehow it links in or how do you do that? Yeah, we are, we're actually the only ad agency to, to be official LinkedIn partners. And because of that, we got access to the API and could build wow. all our own tools. So now anyone who's especially running smaller budgets, you can time it. So the, uh, your ads don't even start serving until people actually start getting into the office for the day. Okay. Wow. That is really neat. Yeah, I'm stoked about it. <laughs> this is a big release for a services company. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, totally. From my point of view, that's an amazing accomplishment. So congratulations, that's that's pretty sweet. So uh, thanks. We'll see how it goes. By the time uh, everyone's listening here, it, it will have already kind of run its course. So I'd love to hear from any of you who who join and try it out. What you think? Yeah. Oh, and I forgot. Sorry, I meant to say it earlier. Where, where can they reach you, and how to? Uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you or the company? Sure, I, we're really easy to get a hold of. Uh, if you go to b2linked.com which is our website, um, fill out the form on any of those pages and uh, you'll go either directly to me or directly to one of our account managers and none of us are salespeople. So feel free to fill out a form, uh, talk to an expert immediately, ask whatever you want. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. And just if, if you do reach out to connect over LinkedIn, just make sure you customize your request and say, hey, I heard you on Jess's show. Um, just because I, I only accept invitations that I know. Yeah. I know the person or it's customized telling me why they want to connect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that's awesome. And, um, and, and, and on my notes here, I wrote um, that you had a new study about uh, using LinkedIn during COVID. And I was yeah. really curious what, uh, what kind of discoveries you had, if, you know, or how much you can release uh, publicly versus, you know, uh, some sort of download. But, but if you could give us like a little overview, that'd be really cool. Yeah, well, this was really prompted by, I have so many friends who specialize in Google and Facebook and YouTube. And during that initial COVID panic, they were all saying, wow, prices have dropped in half or uh, YouTube ads were down to like a ninth of their, their cost pre-COVID at one point. And I went, that's incredible. What's LinkedIn down? So I ended up, because we have API access, I ended up uh, doing a... Um, crunching some data. It was about a million and a half worth of spend. So it wasn't a crazy huge amount, but it also wasn't tiny. And we found out like you can go check out the, the study if you want. Um, but it's like in that first month of panic, uh, costs dropped like 33 ish percent. Wow. And one of the ad formats, uh, I'll, I'll tease you here. I won't tell you which one, but one of the ad formats is still running at like a 22% discount. Wow. So uh, go check out the study and see if it's a good time for you to be advertising. Very cool. And is that a, a website they go to as well? Yes, it is. It's actually on, uh, on our blog. Okay. Um, I'll actually send you the link here. Perfect. And I'll make sure uh, we get it in the notes. Perfect. Awesome. Well, very cool. Um, so I guess, you know, we talked a little bit quite about, about LinkedIn, but um, like, is there a couple things about yourself that you, that I just kind of like to know you better as a person too, a little bit. Um, um, I know you told me about your story about how you got started with LinkedIn, but um, what do you do uh, for fun and free time and all that kind of stuff? Oh man. Uh, when I, when I was younger, I, I would say even up until just a couple years ago, 
Um, my goal in life was to sacrifice the now, sacrifice experiences to, uh, to try to set us up financially. And so I was really cheap, just didn't spend any money on anything. Um, I was a really boring person. I didn't go do things that were experiences. Sure. And here in just the last few years, I've, I've kind of flipped my script and realized, wow, money doesn't mean anything unless it's helping your relationships or, mm. or bringing you experiences. And yeah. uh, so just in the last few years, I've, I've uh, jumped into, I mean, basically any new experience that I haven't had before, um, you know, off-roading, uh, motorcycling, driving on a, a track in, in, in uh, sports cars, um, basically anything with an engine I love. And wow. I'm fun. also terrible at music. I, I think you can probably see here in, in my background, I've got a couple oh, yeah. guitars. Yep, yep. I play them absolutely mediocrely. I play the drums, the, the piano all terribly. So okay. I, I just want to keep like just experiencing new things that I haven't learned before. Nice. And you got ammo in the background. Yeah. Yeah. That's our, our acronym for it's the three things that every social media ads campaign needs is you need your audience, your message and your offer. So that's ah. my reminder that, uh, of how, what you need in order to start socially advertising. That's awesome. And do you, are you, you married kids, all that fun stuff then? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, married to my best friend from high school. We've been married for about 14 years now and got four kiddos. So okay. trying to repopulate wow. the earth. <laughs> That's awesome. That's almost identical to myself. I got four kids, um, probably about four, yeah, 14 years. Cause, uh, our oldest is 13. So we got married a year before that approximately. So, uh, nice. we started a little bit late. We were in our third, uh, thirties before we got married and stuff, but, uh, uh, so way to uh, go. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I, I know how hard it is to have four kids. And so anyone I know who has that many, I'm like, good on you. Like, hope you're taking it better than I am. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. And so um, I, I, I have to comment. I, I, I like your treadmill desk thing you were telling me about. I thought that is the coolest idea. Um, you know, it's, 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 as an entrepreneur, it's really hard to get out and get exercise, I, I find. Um, or, you know, and I know some of it's just discipline and setting it up, up my schedule, but it's always, it seems to get pushed off, you know, or even if I have it in my calendar. And um, I think it's pretty cool that you're doing that. Um, do you have any other like uh, tips for folks about, uh, you know, kind of fitting stuff in just as an entrepreneur? <laughs> yeah, I, I've tried about everything. Um, because like you mentioned, as an entrepreneur, you find yourself working crazy hours and you just, you've just got to do business stuff and you oftentimes have to neglect your health. So uh, treadmill desk was one of the first things that I did. And I found that I absolutely loved that. I also got a bike desk, which I, oh. I don't really like as much. Okay. Um, and I, I even got like pedals that you can put under a normal desk and just oh. pedal. Uh, I, I ended up just selling those. I did, didn't love that. Yeah. But uh, I'm all about multitasking. Like if I can find some way to burn some amount of calories while I'm you know, being a workaholic, then uh, by all means, I'm in. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah, I mean, my, my stuff is just usually dumb stuff. Like I'll uh, like every time I go to the kitchen, I try to like, uh, you know, kind of lean against the cabinets and do like 15, 20, 30 pushups, you know, or something like that, or, you know, just little, little things. But if I kind of, I realize if I tie them to something, they happen a lot more often than before. It was just kind of like, Hey, I should drop and give me 20, you know, type deal. And I didn't, you know, I'd just be very intermittent and not very consistent, but as soon as I tied it to something, like when I go to get a coffee or, you know, or whatever it is, it kind of gives me a, you know, like a, it's like a mental trigger to actually accomplish that. Um, so 
Uh, anyway, oh, I know weird. that probably doesn't have anything to do with this particular uh, topic of uh, revving up your business and getting uh, more revenue going, but uh, but I think it's important that we kind of make sure we look at the whole you know picture of stuff too. But um, so thank yeah. you for uh, letting me know about that. Well, and I find that when I've exercised, I've I've moved. Um, my mind is going to be clearer. I'm going to work better. I'm going to be able to focus longer. So I do think it is related. I mean, there is a connection. And so uh, even if you can just like trick your your body into moving while you're going a standing desk or uh, one of those like uh, yoga balls or something that you sit on, uh, I think any of that would be good. At least if your brain's anything like mine. Yeah. You know, my wife got me the best present ever, I think. It's this uh, big massage chair. Ooh. But it's got like built-in Bluetooth and stuff. So I can like, I, I put on some like, you know, music that my family hates, like like Bocelli or something. And I just <laughs> have this blaring while I'm getting a massage. And, and I just feel so good after that. <laughs> oh, I love it. About 20 I, I minutes would, on that thing. I would pipe podcasts through that for like hours on end. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's, I like it. So. Um, so, um, do you have any tips for, um, you know, how to, how to take LinkedIn ads to really pump up the company's revenue? Yeah. Uh, very first I have is just realize, like we talked about before, you've got to have some kind of, usually a content offer of some kind to, to lure them in Mm. and to really earn their, their no like, and trust, um, Usually that's something like come join our free webinar where we're going to teach you X, Y, and Z Mm. or download this free ebook or guide or checklist or cheat sheet. Um, Those all tend to work very well. And LinkedIn ads lets you target very, uh, very specifically certain kinds of people. So um, I mean, we can target by people's job titles, uh, their levels of seniority, their skills on their profile, or even the groups that they're members of. Um, We can target by individual company name, company size, industry. And, you know, that's probably only about a sixth of everything that's available. Okay. So I think my, my biggest tip is come up with content that people are just uh, crazy about, that they, they are willing to give their information for it because they haven't yeah. seen that anywhere else. Target your most powerful audience, your, your most key audience. Don't go any broader than you need to as you test it out. And then make sure that your sales team is really nurturing and, and giving a lot of love to each of those leads. So you can get feedback on what you need to do more of or less of. Okay. And if you can do that, LinkedIn is going to be the channel that's going to bring you the, the highest quality leads, the, the biggest fish. Um, nice. It's like spearfishing. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty awesome. So like versus like sales navigator, I know you have like eight, like I want to say like almost 80 parameters. Do you have, is it more, even more than that as far as the, the ads or is it about the same or? It's about the same. Um, most of the parameters that you can see in sales navigator are uh, exactly in line with what LinkedIn ads okay. gives you. And then ads gives you a couple more. And then sales navigator has a couple that I wish uh that ads could give you, okay. but yeah. they're pretty close. If you've used one, you'll probably feel really comfortable on the other. Okay. And is there like, um, like a success story or something, or maybe one or two success stories that you can think of that would, would be pretty cool just to, to learn about? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, us as an advertising agency, we get paid more when a client spends more. Okay. And so the, the biggest, like biggest success stories for me that we, we love uh, are 
when we've done such a good job that clients come back and say, these leads performed great, we're going to increase our budget. So right. we actually had three in this last year who were all spending um, kind of low to mid uh, five figures a month. Wow. And overnight, and this is without any sort of pro prompting or prodding, um, they came back obviously different times and uh, said, we want to increase our budget. These are performing great you know, with the sales team. Uh, we're going to increase our budget between five to nine X. And oh, wow. so that's three accounts all within a, a few months of each other doing this. And that's when you know you've really nailed it. That's awesome. That's, that's really exciting. Very cool. Well, um, so thank you um, for that, AJ. Um, so I'm going to um, probably wrap it up here uh, just because um, I know you got stuff to do and I got stuff, but, uh, but man, this has been a great, uh, great interview. I really enjoyed chatting with you. And um, again, could you tell, remind people where to, where to find you and, and uh, how to, how to reach out and maybe one last uh, thing about you that uh, most folks don't know. Okay, perfect. Uh, the website, if you want to reach us is uh, the letter B, the number two, and then the word linked.com. So b2linked.com. Uh, really easy. Just fill out the form, get in touch with us. You're not getting a, a sales experience when you do that. Um, and one thing that, that you can know about me that most people don't, uh, I, I'm just a giant child. Uh, as a kid, I, before I could drive legally, I, I wanted to drive so much because I love cars. And um, I actually saved up all summer long in the hot Arizona sun delivering phone books back when phone books oh, were wow. a thing. Okay. Um, so that I could earn up enough money to go buy a go-kart. And at the end of the summer, I went and took all of this cash in hand to the Honda dealership ready to buy this thing. And he went, oh, two weeks ago, we just discontinued that model because uh, it was too fast or too unsafe or I don't know, something. Oh, no. And my, my little uh, heart was just dashed at that time. Fast forward a bunch of years. I mean, this is uh, you know, seven or eight years ago. I was looking in the classifieds and I saw like a racing go-kart for sale. And I was like, I am a grown man, but I must have this. So anyway, <laughs> I've got this uh, wicked fast uh, blue go-kart. If you're ever in Lehigh, Utah and you see a, a chubby ginger flying around the streets, it's probably me. Just like, just don't run me over. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fantastic. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not as brave as I used to be at that stuff. I, when I was younger, man, I'd, I'd jump on something like that and go. Uh, <laughs> the last time I did is on our honeymoon, which would have been 14 years ago. We went uh, on the, the beach down in Mexico and we zipped around on the ATVs and up and down trails and absolutely had a blast. Um, and uh, so I actually, I think I could do that again. That, that wasn't too dangerous because I, you know, I had, you know, I think I had a helmet and stuff, but um, but uh, anyway, that sounds awesome. So thank you for sharing that with us. We appreciate it. And um, um, we'll talk again soon. Fantastic. Thanks again for having me. And I hope all of you got benefit out of this as well. Thanks for joining us, uh, joining with us in this cool conversation. Awesome. Thank you.